Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy, all you gravy babies. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. We're coming to you to review Sunday, December 10th, 2023. 2023 is almost over, Mm. Um, but we're coming to you to review that from yesterday here at High Point. Uh, I'm Blake. I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? And uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Okay. There's a lot going on. I have a question okay. before we get into anything else. Okay. The end of the intro song for this podcast. What in the world are they saying? <laughs> that? They're just singing. They're not actually singing words. They're just making sound. <laughs> <clears throat> it sounds like they're make, like I'd saying words. I'd have to play words. it again. I'd have to play it again. Mm. I can't fast forward. Sorry. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to listen to all this. Let's I'm going to double dose with the intro. In case you're wondering... Right here. Hold on. Right here. Sunday gravy. They're saying Sunday gravy. Well, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I never knew. What? Okay, we're getting there. After you talk. Oh, this is a different one. That. You know, it's, it's just, just sound. It's just sound. It's just, it almost sounds like he says Phil or Bill or something like that. Bill. <laughs> it's just feel a move or something. No, it's like <laughs> it's like those, you know, like Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> you doing the moonwalk. I'm no. doing the moonwalk. <laughs> That's what the moonwalk sounds like. You sound like <laughs> no, you sound like a Go-kart that wouldn't crank or something. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? You don't sound anything like Michael Jackson. It's it's those random sounds. It's just those random sounds. You know what I mean? I'm just making sure I didn't miss something. Generally speaking, part of... Red Bull worship. <laughs> That's good. Uh, moving That's on. It. Yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. Mm. Um, let's see. Man, we got we got a. Uh, I gotta say, what segment for today? We got a. What, what, you want to roll in? We're gonna do a giveaway. Yeah. Today is this the first ever giveaway? I think so. I think so. Whoa. Whoa. Very nice giveaway, giveaway. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I can't read good. I, I love know. the consistent delay on the sound oh. effects. Uh, it's like Joey agging on the sound effect, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're all excited." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we're gonna do a giveaway, and also, importantly, we have a what would you call this? A we're revisiting our previous episode. Oh, yeah. Because you, and you mentioned this in your sermon yesterday, so this all ties in, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You noticed I walked in with a bag of I goodies. I saw it. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? I have a guess. What? I think I'm about to try the nastiest <laughs> drink on the planet. Yep. Joey the Hill Ovaltine. is about to try oh, Ovaltine. Oh, my gosh. You actually wasted your money on that. <laughs> nope. Hey, nope. let me see it. Supports immune health. So for, right. the, for the listener out there, and then I, I did get some kind of off-brand milk because <laughs> I normally pair my Ovaltine with a 2% Fairlife. <laughs> today, Stupid. I didn't want to buy a $6 half-gallon of Fairlife. So <laughs> for we, us to try Ovaltine? Yeah, so for you guys to try Ovaltine and, and uh, you know. I will say there is a very good chance that I might enjoy this a lot better hot. 
No. Than no, cold. No, 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 no. Because no. you can good, make it like hot. A hot chocolate. Yeah, it's, so it's can, cold or hot on the side. You can do it hot. You can do it hot, but it's it's just as good cold. It's better. It's better cold, in my opinion. I drink it cold. Are we about to do it right now? Right now, right here in front of God uh, and everybody. Here we go. I mean, I'm gonna try this milk first just to make sure that it's but, not because I don't want the Ovaltine to take a oh, hit because of the quality of the milk. So okay. I'm gonna try this milk. Okay. Oh, okay. It's good. Okay. It's not bad. All right. It meets the spit. All right, that's my cup. All right. So for the listener that, and maybe you've heard, maybe why am I nervous right now? I think <laughs> you should be. Uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned this last week, but I said uh, for those maybe those that didn't hear last last week's episode. But I list I uh, I drink Ovaltine pretty regularly. Like there, are, I will go on kicks where I will drink a glass every night. Mm. But it's um, you want to smell it. Mm-hmm. But I will uh, don't sniff it. Smells too like hard. hot You'll chocolate. Nose full of it. It, it doesn't taste like hot chocolate. But I, uh, it does smell like hot chocolate, mm-hmm. like just like some Swiss Miss. It, it's similar, but but not. Y'all talk amongst yourself. I'm gonna start mixing amongst up. ourselves. Yeah. Hmm. So why don't we tell them how the Ovaltine got started, in case they've missed the, this up to this point? Well, I won't make y'all a ton, just in case you don't like it for some reason. So just for funsies, on Sunday mornings we're doing a playoff of the a Christmas story with mm-hmm. Ralphie and the whole. Little Orphan Annie decoder pen that he got in the mail. And so if you remember in the movie, you know, he decodes it in the bathroom mm-hmm. and he's in a hurry. And so we thought it would be funny. He's all excited for the super secret super message. Super secret message. Yeah. And so so I thought it would be f- fun for the whole congregation to have to decode, like, the key to the verses that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, but in the midst of that, there's no way to talk about or make a joke about it being a crumb, you know, I would say this is not going to be a crummy commercial. This is not going to be like that nasty Ovaltine. Mm-hmm. And so when Don't I said that, Blake Ovaltine. took high offense to that and and, <laughs> be, and proceeded to inform me that there are other people in the church that apparently there is an Ovaltine club somewhere. A club? Yeah, with a secret handshake and everything. So um, I think I think they'd have to kill you if they reveal where it's located, but... So I'll just so, say this, uh, j- and for any of the listeners that want to try Ovaltine, uh, just get the rich chocolate. Don't get the malt. Um, that's just my professional opinion. Also, do you not like malt at all? Or just- no, no, I do like the malt. It's not bad, but the rich chocolate version. It's in the blue container. They have a blue one and then one that's kind of orangeyish, okay, peachish colored. I think. I think from a colorblind man. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just going to go ahead and say. But I that will, even if Ovaltine wanted to sponsor this podcast after this episode, I don't think that I would agree. Why? Huh? I haven't even tried it yet. I have tried Ovaltine before. Uh-huh. All right, let me just say this too. But this Blake is, says it was not mixed right. Yeah, That's this what is me. this is very very important. <laughs> when you mix Ovaltine, you cannot mix it too strong. Because when you're mixing it, what you want is you want it to look like chocolate milk is what you're in your mind. That's mm-hmm. what your brain mm-hmm. is telling you. Say, this needs to look like chocolate milk because that's what it is. But that's a mistake. It needs to be mixed weaker to where it looks like a faint chocolate milk. Okay? Like a faint colored chocolate milk. I'm just making sure I get all y'all's mixed up. Yeah, because when I put Nesquik in some milk, it's dark brown. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that with Ovaltine opposite is it a stronger flavor or right, is it that's just... good that's ready to go i mean don't wait wait don't try it i'm not unless y'all try it at I'm the just same time smelling it let y'all try it at the same time <laughs> all right that's the perfect mix all right everybody's got the perfect mix so it is very light it's a lot light brown it looks like watered down <clears throat> swiss mist let me let me try it first and let me make sure i got my mix right <laughs> That one's a tad strong. I got mine a tad strong, so hopefully y'all's isn't. Go ahead. Go for it. We're doing this. Yeah, go for it. Okay. It tastes like you didn't put enough Nesquik in my milk. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it, Joey. (laughs) 
It's not bad. It's just not chocolatey enough for me. <sighs> Delicious. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. It actually reminds me of when I've made chocolate milk with syrup because I don't ever feel like it's strong enough either. That's why I use Nesquik. It's because I get more of a chocolate flavor. What do you What's think? your verdict? It's not near as bad as what you think it was. It's would. not as bad as I thought it. I could tell by the I look on your it. face. You're like, I want to say something bad, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm not... The look on his face says, I want to say something bad, but I don't know that I can. It is that. It is that. But at the same time, I'm not sure that I would, like, go to the kitchen and want this. Like, if it's presented to you, okay, I'll drink it. But, like, you're not going to the kitchen at bedtime to make a cup. You're not going to crave it. I want to be fair. I want to be fair. Okay? Even, like, you know how you can buy, like, the gallon jug of chocolate milk? Like mm-hmm. even an off-brand or whatever. And, right. you know, that's pretty thick right. when you pour it in a, in a cup. Mm-hmm. Even then, I don't go to the kitchen looking for chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like chocolate milk. But, but you like this. But I like this. I don't like like this tr- is, True Moo or anything like that. I'll tell that. you my absolute this favorite. This is not too far removed from just a, a cold glass of milk. I know. Yeah, It's a very faint flavor. It's a faint chocolate flavor. Flavor. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were say, if the doctor looked at me and said, "You need to drink your Ovaltine. Like, <laughs> it's good for your heart." I don't it's, know that it is. If, like, if it, if it produces all it. these health benefits, I could oh, drink it. It's not. Like, tremendously it would be better than healthy. drinking like an Insure or something like that that I think are pretty nasty. It's actually not terrible. It's not terrible for I you. I thought but it, it would be loaded with sugar, but it's not. No, it's not. Do and they not, not have an orange flavor? Uh-uh. Ew. Really? I could have swore Ovaltine you're had thinking, an orange flavor. They have thinking an, of Tang? No, I just said maybe that they have an orange container that is chocolate malt flavored. Oh. Uh, mm. I wonder what that tastes like. Chocolate malt. Oh, God, for sure. This is actually like there's no fat, no cholesterol, very little sodium, very little sugar and carbs. Yeah. But there's also no protein. Yeah, so like it, it's all like vitamins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, but if you if you look at anything, well I say anything, but a lot of the bad that you get when you drink a glass of Ovaltine is actually coming from the milk. Right. Yeah. That's where, the the, yeah. that's where all the that's where all the calories are. From. Yeah. So what would you rate it? I don't feel bad about having you drink it because you have a Coca Cola over there to wash it down. No, and I finished it off. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I finished. I give it. I don't know. I give it like maybe a seven. Okay. What chocolate drink would you prefer over that? You know, my favorite chocolate milk, and I don't know if it's just tied to my childhood, are the ones that you'd get in the lunchroom in the carton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that was Barber's. Yeah. Nothing beats the old school Barber's. Even yeah. the True Moo is not as good as like right. the OG Barber's right. chocolate Would milk. you prefer that? Would you prefer a Yoohoo over that? No. Oh, absolutely. You would? Absolutely. I don't like you. I don't Hands either. It tastes like down. It tastes like yes. chocolate water, not chocolate milk. Yeah. True. True statement. Well, I'm just saying, like you open up fridge, you see a fridge full of Yoohoo's, you know, it's game mm-hmm. on. But I'm not, not overthink. I'm not a Yoohoo fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not anyway. I, I would I'm telling you, if it's good for you and it's got all those vitamins and vitamins and minerals in it, it says this whatever it's called. Yeah. You know, if if it has all of that, then I would say, yeah, that's not a bad alternative. I would still like for you guys to try it with a two percent fair life. You still think you really you can like make the fair life? I will say it it is better with fair life. It's not that bad. It is leaving a dry taste in my mouth. Hmm. I what? can feel it on the roof of my mouth. Like the powder part. I don't, I don't part. get that. Did you finish yours all the way to the bottom? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, so. that that wasn't bad. You, I I apologize to all the Ovaltine Club. <laughs> I did not mean to insult anybody. They're like, it's not that bad. It really isn't. You but like I Dr. would not prefer it <clears throat> over. My point you. was, yeah. My point was this. <clears throat> you bashed it as though you said it as though. There are very few people out there that partake, and the ones that do, there's something wrong with them. Really? That's the way you said That's it. how bad I came across. The first time. Hmm. But, like, do you like Dr. Pepper? Uh, occasionally. What about Mellow Yellow? Mountain Dew? Same. Mm. Is, there a, is there a soft drink that you're just like, I don't really care for it? 
Uh, like a main. Like a main one? Yeah. Like a big name brand. Soft yeah, drink. I don't really drink a lot of Mountain Dews. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who do. Yes. You see what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for a slap <laughs> in the face. In other words, watch your tone next time. Watch your mouth. Sir, don't you be had... hating on things you don't fully understand. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but I will concede that there aren't that many people. I'm not trying to, you know, equate Ovaltine to Mountain Dew. I'm not saying as many people drink <laughs> Ovaltine as drink Mountain no, Dew. No, but it's more. My than kids you thought, had, but it's more than you think. But the, I mean, the majority of the church had never heard of that before. What like, I'm telling my kids didn't even. My kids watch Christmas Story all the time, they and they never Ovaltine even is. like connected Ovaltine. Okay. I will say I will admit there when my my kids have friends that come over and they'll see me mixing it up and they'll be like, "What is that?" Uh huh. And only about half of them I can even talk into trying it. Oh really? I've never had one try it that was like, "That's gross." Never. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. I it's think, a step up from an insurer. I think if my kids were asking to have chocolate milk in the house. And I didn't want them having like all the sugar and stuff. This would be a good option. Oh yeah, totally. Like, if I, I could had totally a toddler, pass this. I'd be as, mixing it's just that chocolate up. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. In my oh, yeah. opinion, but for me, it's superior to Nesquik. Mm. No, you're you're getting way out of line. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's superior. to I'll Nesquik. tell you what. It's also not superior to, and y'all are really. Gonna By the disagree. way, I paid for this, so it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished. I'm not off. stealing from the church I, here. No, I'm not stealing from the church. <laughs> I uh, I just finished off. A carton just like this. Did so, you? Yeah, I have to replenish. I needed to buy. <laughs> so some after more. a long hard day at the at the office at the church, you uh, go home, nestle up, and get you a big old cup of Ovaltine. <laughs> get your good. Get the Alabama game on. Nobody got my Ovaltine. You know, don't get better. Uh, the, all my Red kids. Just, I'll I'll get up. I'll get up from the couch at night, and it'll be like eight thirty, nine o'clock. And I'll get up and start doing a dance towards the kitchen. And they're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "It's Ovaltine, Ovaltine time. time!" And they all roll their eyes like uh, everybody. Everybody rolls their eyes. That's hilarious, man. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna walk in one day. He's gonna be over there with his Ovaltine. He's gonna <laughs> hold his glass up at you while he's got in his lap his you know bread that he made from his bread maker. With his cheese on top that yes. he got last night. Yes, let's tell everybody. At the staff Christmas party. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The mozzarella cheese. Tell everybody what you kit. got, buddy. I got a mozzarella and ricotta cheese making kit. And and tell everybody how you acted when you opened it up. Uh, thrilled. <laughs> First thrilled. of all, did did Emma tell you she had gotten that? She said, she said. I have a gift for Dirty Santa that I think you're going to love. Okay, because you very much were like, "Which one is the gift?" You were trying to. Because she told it me out. that. Well, I know my, she was giving no facial you, expressions. Well, she was. She had some macro expressions going. <laughs> you noticed I picked the right one. Uh huh. Because I kept putting my hands on different one every time I would put yeah. it on her. She was fighting it because she didn't want to give it away. Uh huh. But she had a micro expression going, and I read it correctly. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I guess all the staff listen to the podcast because we had tons of making kits. For, <laughs> well, not tons. By tons well, of, you mean two. <laughs> three. What? What else was did there we a have? Third? The, the, the robotic hand was a making kit. Oh, I guess four because <laughs> Brownie got a label maker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that she, <laughs> she bought. She bought <laughs> for herself. <laughs> so many of us bought gifts that we wanted for ourselves. Yeah. That yes. We actually it was discussed. not dirty Santa. It was yeah. like we should have just opened them up and said, y'all look at what I got myself. Because <laughs> right. that's what everybody did. But that's what I, we need to do next year. I've already I, had a conversation gotta... this morning with the person who walked away with mine. Oh, yeah? Oh. Her husband. Oh, tell yeah. Matt, tell yeah. everybody what Mr. Matt got. Because I said before we started, I said, someone in here is walking away with my gift tonight, and they're, they're, it's gonna change their, their life, life will forever be changed. <laughs> tell everybody what he got. <laughs> he is uh, the, uh, the proud. proud new owner of a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> He's been wanting one for when did you do the episode? Oh, I don't know. It's been mm -hmm. over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. He's well been over wanting a year one that ago. long. So you you've already gotten the reviews? Oh yeah. How many stars? 
Five stars. Five stars. Yeah, he, he's, wow. he's all in. Yeah. He's all in. He and it's downstairs me. in his own personal it private is. bathroom. It is in the man cave bathroom. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Does he that bathroom me. have a lock on it? Does he lock it keep everybody <laughs> out? <clears throat> no, he texted me this morning and said, I had to I had to take the seat off the toilet and clean it really good to get the bidet on. I said, so if I want my the other toilets cleaned upstairs, all I got to do is buy you two more bidets. Ooh. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. So if some people don't know, I'm a big proponent of the bidet. <clears throat> mm. mm-hmm. We actually, <clears throat> on the other podcast, Unclevered, that I do with um, Alex Varden and Todd Armstrong, we did a episode dedicated to bidets. You can look it up if you're interested. Called The Rise of the Bidet. Blake is writing a book. It's coming out. It's called The Bidet Apologetics. <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm the bidet evangelist. I'm, I'm not sure you can't defend the bidet better than you can scripture, man. I'm telling uh, you. I'm like, the bidet evangelist. That's what I You am. are. <laughs> like, I would have never, ever even thought about a bidet if it wasn't for you. And then when, you know, when we got into our house and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, there's not a lot of areas we splurged in terms of like personally. And so I was like, I'm going to splurge on myself here a little bit. To, to the dislike of my entire family yeah they literally just roll their eyes like you're throwing money away there's <laughs> no way i would ever do that i just want to say on the record mm-hmm. i can barely use my own bathroom because everyone does. because everyone else everyone is, is in there <laughs> and on the way home i'm sure y'all have had these kind of fights before about like you're coming home from a long trip or whatever mm-hmm. And you're everybody's like, I got the bathroom first. I know I got this. I gotta go. And you know, and everybody's vying and jockeying for that. Who's going first? Right. It is all for my bathroom because of my bidet. Mm-hmm. So now that it's really turned cold, you got the heated seats and the mm-hmm. warm water and all that. <laughs> and I'm, I can't use it. I can't use it. So I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now that's just shaking their head. They're just in you, disbelief. You people are crazy. I, 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 look, look. I'm just telling you. You you will never turn me into an Ovaltine drinker, but I am a bidet user, and I'll just say that to anybody right now. You you'll say I'm a believer. You'll say Blake, you were right. Yes, on that particular matter. <laughs> <On> that, <laughs> let's, let's I clarify. mean, I mean, you've yeah. got some pretty good strong arguments. Oh yeah, that you can make somebody go. I've never really thought about it that way. That's what I'm saying. And that's I, what I'm saying. If they're interested, the best thing to do would be to go pull up that episode and listen to it. Absolutely. They, just because it, you know, we go through all the, all the little details. <laughs> yeah, you do. What? And that was unclever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Ep- do you remember the episode number? I don't remember the number, but it's called the rise of the bidet, and you can't yeah. miss it because the, um, the picture of that particular episode has a toilet with water squirting out of it. <laughs> But to which, y'all, y'all, it, it, y'all produced a sponsor for that. Yeah, we podcast have sponsorship off of that. Yeah, we yeah. have a sponsorship from a company that sells them. <laughs> That's amazing. But, but it's um, you can uh, <laughs> it's episode twenty something maybe. Okay, twenty something. Mm-hmm. It's pretty early on. But anyway, yeah, yeah but, check that out. But we did we did have a good we had a good uh, staff Christmas party last mm-hmm. night. I think I think it was yeah. it was a good night. We had uh, some new folks there. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of new staff. Um, individuals yeah. there, and so anyway, we were we were excited, and I think everybody I think everybody did yeah. well. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a busy weekend, though. It, did, something interesting happened around your house this weekend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My uh, oldest um, got engaged this weekend. So. <laughs> Congratulations, Jake and Hope. <laughs> some some might say finally. You know, but no, no, we 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 wanted our kids to be in their thirties before they got engaged. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they got engaged, and uh, if you haven't seen uh, Hope's uh, social media post of her siblings film, yes. filming the engagement, oh, well, they're doing commentary. Yeah, I was about comment- to bring that up. That was cool. Yeah, it was Tyson. cool. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's a, oh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> See yes, see yes, see yes. And look, yeah. can I just say, Jake's brother looks almost identical oh, to yes. Jake. Yeah. He's a, crazy. He's like a mini me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. right. 
That's right. But it was a good time, and then they yeah. came, they came back to y'all's house, and there was a, a little gathering there. Yeah, a bunch we of, had an engagement party, and uh, you know, bunch Jake of their is, friends. And, Jake is from Louisville, Kentucky, so there was a, a a group from Kentucky that came down, and yep, and then a lot of hopes. You know, Gardendale first friends, and then mm-hmm. all of us from High Point, and just it was just family, extended family, and yeah, so it was good. But hope, I mean, uh, Jake's family then was able to stay and join us for church yeah. yesterday. So yeah. that was, mm-hmm. that was yeah, fun. yeah. They came back to the house for lunch. And we they brought some stuff from Kentucky. I'd never had. Have you ever had that ale? Six, whatever L8. it was called, L eight. That's yeah, it. that's what it was. It was like a. It was not beer. Okay, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a Kentucky soft drink. Yeah, it was more. It was. I it's don't like want to say ale. ginger ale. It was and a little bit better than ginger ale. To clarify, he said it's not beer because it's in a glass bottle. For all of our listeners, yeah, <laughs> well, I said yeah. ale. And it, yeah, it is. So. It does sound like a beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was a. Uh, it the best way I could describe it would be like. Ginger ale with a little bit of Mountain Dew mixed in. That's it. And then huh. uh, last night to our staff Christmas party because we were talking about it. Jake brought the they have a blackberry version. So what did you think about that? It was good. I liked it better. Did you? I'm a big fan of blackberry. I mean, I like ginger ale, so I thought the other was okay. Or like it was yeah. a, it was it was good. Like the, I w- I wouldn't you know if I take a drink of it like it's good enough that I wanted yeah. to finish it. Do you like actual blackberries? Yes. Do you eat straight up blackberries? Yes. Okay. So, do you normally get blackberry jelly? No. So I'm not a big jelly fan, and I okay. and I don't like cobblers either of any type. Okay. But hmm. um, so that's always surprising to somebody. Like I like peaches and I like blackberries, but I don't like peach cobbler or blackberry cobbler. You need you need to come to my house during blackberry season. Mm-hmm. Up and down my driveway, you'll yeah. fill up about four bowls. Hmm. We have a blackberry bush right outside of our house, and so I'll fill you know fill up a small bowl there. But um, yeah, I like eating just straight blackberries with just a little bit of sugar. Yes. On top. Have you ever put milk over over blackberries? Just like straight? I don't like that idea. Okay. <laughs> you, have you ever Sounds done odd. it over strawberries? No. Okay. Don't. All right. I, I don't like if, like if I can drink your there are some older generational people that right now are like, yes, you take like sliced strawberries, Mm-mm. you put a little milk over them with Mm-mm. sugar. Mm-mm. That was a thing, bro. Do you let and them you can soak do it with blackberry you, too? Do you mm-hmm. let them soak for a little while, or you just eat them like that? No, you 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 take a spoon and you eat them with like the right like after cereal, you pour the like milk. it's cereal, yeah. and then you drink the milk after it was over. With. It's like strawberries and cream kind of thing. That's it. I don't like that. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. All right. What are we doing? Let's do this. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) Mystery of missing $630,000 ring at the Ritz. It's quite a ring. Solved. Ooh, solved. $630,000. A guest... <clears throat> let me back up. A guest <laughs> suspected hotel staff had taken her diamond ring is now headed back to France to be reunited with it. A guest at the Ritz in Paris suspected the host- hotel staff of stealing a $630,000 diamond ring from her room is now reunited with her jewelry after it was found in the hotel's vacuum cleaner. Oh. <laughs> so she had dropped it on the floor? She had dropped it on the floor. Yep. And left it there long enough to not be around when they vacuumed. According to the local press, the guest had filed a police report on Friday Uh alleging that the ring had mysteriously vanished from her room. I'm sorry. You don't just drop a $630,000 piece of jewelry. $637,000 piece of jewelry. I misplaced my phone, my keys. (laughs) Yeah. One pair of my, you know, but one one set of my shoes. I, (laughs) I, I will lose a lot of things. But there are just certain things that you just don't misplace. You just don't drop that and and not realize it. Yeah. 
That's insane. That's on her. Yeah. <laughs> how how much again? Six hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. You just like saying that, don't you? Yeah. Six hundred thirty-seven. <laughs> That's like a house. You buy like That's a like few, all of our houses. Few, <laughs> few houses. All of our houses. Like that's like she's, losing your house. Yeah, she's wearing. You took it, my house. Wearing oh, it on her ring on her finger, and she dropped it on the floor of the room, and it was vacuumed up after, like in between during a cleaning during mm-hmm. the day, and she thought she had. She thought they had came in, in, came in and taken it. So the Ritz, they w- they won't release uh, the details. Of, they won't release her her information of who she is, but said the ring was found. She's probably Sunday, embarrassed. And they said, "quote Thanks to meticulous searches by our housekeeping and security agent." Okay, here's where my question is. Anyway, the ring was found this morning in a vacuum cleaner bag. The hotel statement said, "All right, conspiracy theorist right here." Okay. What do you think? What if? What if a housekeeping person had taken it, mm-hmm. and when things escalated the way that they did, they dropped it they in the bag. Dropped they it and vacuumed it up. Mysteriously discovered it mm-hmm. in a vacuum bag. Yeah, mm. possibly. Mm. Have you ever seen how they clean them rooms? Like you ever watched? I mean. You know, they'll knock on your door and say housekeeping. But have you ever caught, come back and called them in your room cleaning? Yeah. Mm-mm. And so they are furiously cleaning. Like yeah, the vacuum oh yeah, cleaner. fast. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah. even, they're not checking up. Yeah, a lot so, of times they have earbuds in and things like that. I, I'm not saying that what you're saying couldn't have possibly sure, happened. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, But no. I would think the more possible thing would be that she was just vacuuming frantically. And, you know, mm-hmm. it could bounce and roll up underneath the edge of the bed or whatever right, and then right. she's vacuuming under the bed but I don't know I guess it just depends on it makes you wonder what all they find in a mm-hmm. hotel vacuum yeah. cleaner bag you yeah. know oh yeah jeez mm-hmm. it must be a good vacuum cleaner because my vacuum cleaner at the house barely picks up dirt so oh, I'm sure it's a commercial one but that's uh anyway I I can't imagine Mm-mm. I can't imagine and I wonder how um, how dumb that makes that person feel that they like filed a police report, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you know what I mean. I don't wonder how sh- guilty or shameful they feel. Yeah, mm, I'm really wrestling. I, with I'm whether guessing or not. they don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm if, just guessing they if, don't. If they have the audacity to wear six hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars on exactly. their finger, yeah, and, and lose it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and, and also I, like. Not only how do you not how do you drop it on the floor and not realize it, but and no offense to anyone who works in a hotel, but in any case, why would you leave it in a hotel room? Like if you're traveling with that expensive jewelry, why does it why is it not on your finger when you walk yeah. out of the room? The only thing that makes sense, like I wouldn't even trust it, like in the vault, right? In the safe, right? right. In the, the safe, safe in the room, in the room. Yeah. yeah. But let's be honest, you know that thing was insured. Oh, sure. And that's probably why. Sure. You know, I thought this was going to be a little bit more like she she had it insured. She told people that she lost it. She's wanting to sue the hotel for it. And, and now she's, she's got the ring stashed somewhere else. You hear but about she wants name. to claim insurance. Yeah, she something. wants to get insurance. I mean, that would yeah. be like a win, win, win for sure. a thief. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm wrestling with whether or not I should tell something. Because well, I... Well, my wife gets mad at me sometimes when I say things. <laughs> but I, I don't know like where to go with that. Well, just took a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's no secret. It's no secret. Um, well, let me pray about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're making this sound like your wife is really mean no, 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 or no, something. No. I don't want to make my wife look bad because she is. This she, is a safe space. She's just okay. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody, y'all won't tell anybody. We won't tell a soul. Okay, nobody. Um, first of all, let me just go ahead and say up front, my wife is probably the smartest person in the house. And when I can't find a single thing, she walks in there and it magically appears. Mm-hmm. Like I that, think she has magical powers. That happens right? in my house too. So, um, so like uh, this weekend when Hope got her ring, you know, um, you know, I I'm pretty sure it was about six hundred grand. And uh <laughs> but I, I looked at her and with people kind of standing around, I put my arm around her, I said, I said, Whatever you do. Now my wife's standing in this circle. I looked at Hope and I said, Whatever you do, do not take this ring off and put it on your watch band. 
and then stick your watch band on top of a car and drive off with oh, it. Oh, no. And everybody went, what? And my wife just stared at me like, I cannot believe you just brought that up. And, yeah. But it was funny. And I, we have to laugh about it because then I'll get mad. Mm-hmm. Um, because I literally, I mean, I literally moved mountains to get that ring. Like, it, it has not sit well with me mm. ever that that she was that careless with Lost it. But, but, yeah, so to this, you remember when it happened because mm-hmm. I called you going, hey, metal detector guru, mm-hmm. we, we got some serious finds <laughs> and treasure hunts. and But we, I mean, all up and down the road, like in the ditches everywhere. I've even had professional guys come out and look for it. Cannot be found. It's gone. It's mm. gone. So I gave up on that. That was many, many, many years ago and stuff. Mm. And um, so I, have I found- can say, and by the way, you know, by the way, it, it, it happened, you know, insurance on that stuff doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Like eventually it, it fades itself out. And, yeah. And uh, it had uh, just a year before ran out. Mm. And so it ran its course, and so we weren't able to replace it. The company that and we bought our wedding rings at, like, we bought a set that was the engagement ring and the wedding bands. Um, they went out of business like a year after we got married, so mm. all of that stuff went in the in, down the drain. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah. 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 I have found an engagement ring with my metal detector before mm. on the beach. What'd you do with it? I gave it back to my sister-in-law. She's the one who lost it. <laughs> 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 she was sitting in a beach chair. <laughs> she was sitting in a beach chair, and it was one of those moments where, like, she had <laughs> stuck her hand in a cooler, and if and if literally just she was sitting there like playing with her ring, uh-huh. and it slipped off, and it went, and she didn't realize for a minute, and then one of the kids had come over there and was digging up sand and stuff, yeah. and it just got buried all in the sand by the beach chair. Yeah, um, and then yeah. she realized it was gone, and she was like, "I think it slipped off my finger right here. I'm pretty sure it did." Yeah. And then uh, it was that moment I got to be the hero. I was like, I have my metal detector in the room. <laughs> oh, you come out with your cane. Here I come to save the day. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Metal detector guy, yeah. I'm here. Literally found it within like 10 seconds. Mm. Yeah. It was right where she thought it was. So. Well, I, I have to say this. My, if my wife was sitting in that chair, well, she wants to come on here one day. Mm. I think it would be yeah. fun to have her on. Um, if she was sitting in that chair... She would then point out the fact of, now, what number is this wedding band for me? And it really is, like, number 100. Like, I lose them like they're water. Yeah. Oh, really? But to my defense, they're like 15 bucks, you know? <laughs> they're not. Oh, the silicone ones yeah, and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, That's why I buy, I buy a pack of them on Amazon. So <laughs> exactly. I, but you still I, have your original one? Though? I've never lost one. Just throwing that out there. I hate you. (laughs) My dad. Every guy listening hates you. I've never lost one. I have all of them. It's like a guy thing. We lose our wedding band. I don't. My dad's got cut in half while he was working. (laughs) Like something like crushed it and like broke it in half. Yeah. And so he never wore his. But that was before like silicone bands and stuff. Right. But see, guys have to take that stuff off from machinery Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because men have lost their fingers Mm -hmm. getting it caught in... Stuff yeah. that was the way I stopped. I I had changed mine from like my original gold one got uh, dented because yeah. I was running a set of post hole diggers one time, and then uh, <laughs> easy, <laughs> and then I uh, went to a tungsten one, and then I read like a horror story of somebody uh, needing to get a tungsten ring off, and it was like yeah, it was a big ordeal mm. to get it take to get mm. it cut off. Yeah. Um, and then I start. Then I switched to the silicone, and I've had the silicone ever since. But you know, I saw an advertisement for it the other day: silicone bands that look like the One Ring from Lord oh. of the Rings. <laughs> so I had to run with haste to my Amazon wish list and add that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that's extra special. Wow. But you know what? If you lost a six hundred thirty-seven thousand dollar ring mm-hmm. in a hotel, mm-hmm. you know what you wouldn't have. What? Peace. Mm. You see what I did there? Well done, sir. <laughs> Part two of our intention series yesterday here mm. at High Point was all about peace. Mm. Reading from Luke chapter two, verse 14. That's it. Yeah. 
Glory to God in the highest. <laughs> and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And that's what we focused on yesterday. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Mm. Um, my notes are pretty convoluted. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. How do you really feel? <laughs> You, oh, you pointed out, you showed a video pretty early on in the message. It was the video of the bunch of celebrities singing Imagine. It was funny, last night we were having that conversation, and Jake said, I'd never heard that song before. What? I said, you never heard Imagine by the Beatles? I've heard it before, but I don't think I've paid attention to the lyrics, because listening to it in the video during <laughs> service, I was like... I leaned over to Matt. I was like, I never realized how depressing this song is. Well, they they didn't <laughs> sing. They they yeah. they changed up like yeah. the order of Did the they? verses and stuff oh, a little okay. bit. So that's probably why it didn't yeah. sound as familiar. No, it sounded familiar. But those are all the, just... those were all the lyric those were all lyrics in mm-hmm. the song. But they mm-hmm. did them out of order and stuff a few times. But. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a video of a bunch of celebrities, and you were using it to illustrate the point that, um, you know, what was interesting, what's interesting about people searching and looking for peace in their life is that even if someone isn't looking for Jesus, they're still looking for peace regardless. Yeah. That was kind of one of the first notes that I wrote down. Yeah, I was shocked at the feedback of people that were like, I love that song, but I've never really thought about how off. It is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, yeah, I, I think that's just to the point of like people don't really understand that all peace is not created equal. Yeah. Like, you know, people talking about different peace, different types of peace. You know, there's a difference in in the way people intend the word to be used yeah. and what their meaning is. You know, if you want to see a great version of that song. There is a, uh, other than the original, you know, right? Uh, give John Lennon his due, but there mm-hmm. was a, the, uh, the, um, there was a guy that auditioned for America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. and y'all may have seen it, but he's a big, like, Swedish or Norwegian guy. He had a long beard and long hair, and he's like a really big guy wearing skinny jeans, which isn't that pleasant of a visual, but he's, <laughs> but he's, mm-hmm. but that's what he looks like, and he plays a guitar. Have y'all seen that? Mm-mm. And he sings that. I'll show it to you. I can't, we can't play it for copyright right, reasons, right, yeah, but right. but I'll, I'll let y'all see it when we're done. Yeah. But his name is like Chris with a K, K-R-I-S, and it's like Klosford or something like that. But anyway, yeah. if you want to see a really good version of Imagine, yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. I, I think I think to help the listener understand where, you know, because I know to some people they're like, y'all were listening to the Beatles in church. <laughs> um, what? No. I mean, we, you know, we're not glorifying something that we shouldn't be glorifying. It was a illustration because I mean we're talking about we're talking about John Lennon. We're talking about a guy that um, you know was a spiritual guy, but he was also he had no problem with Christianity. He had no problem with Jesus, but he also felt like you needed to mix a lot of Eastern mysticism in there with mm-hmm. it and stuff like that, which is why he he became famous for and took a ton of heat for making that famous statement that the Beatles were more, more popular than Jesus, you mm-hmm. know? So he was a spiritual guy. And and so I just wanted to use it as an illustration of where people um, could understand that there is such a difference in what we would say world peace is and the kind of peace that Christ gives, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I just think it's important that, that, that people get that clarification. So, yeah. but you, you talked about how, you know, the Christmas story gives gives us uh, a really good view of where true peace really is really found and what true peace really is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> from there, we got into, and I don't know, you can talk about whatever parts of this you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about how the King James Version offered something in regards to shedding light on that that peace, or what it what do you want to talk about there? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I had quite a few people come up after that and said, I'm, I've never really thought about that. Like, it, you know, the King James Version translation of the Christmas story is the most popular. It right. is the one that is most accepted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for some reason, you know, it just it, it just feels more Christmassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then when I, I literally put our verse, Luke 2.14, I put the King, King James Version up there. I put the NIV, New International Version, and then I put the English Standard Version up there. Yeah. So you had them all three sitting there, and when you looked at them distinctly, it was very clear that the King James Version seemed and felt more inclusive. 
like mm-hmm. peace, goodwill toward men, like right. toward all mankind. This was God's intention of bringing peace to all mankind. But when you read the NIV, when you read the ESV, and just about any other translation besides the KJV, this the it, it sounds a little bit more exclusive, mm-hmm. like that the God was bringing peace only to a certain group of individuals. Right. That was interesting too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there was so many different ways we could go when you start talking about peace. You know, I never did bring up about, you know, Jesus saying, you know, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, you know? Right. So, um, so it was interesting. It was interesting just to kind of really kind of stay in that lane of, you know, that mm-hmm. what we're dealing with at this point is we're dealing with you know, a world that it gets confused about peace. And and a lot of that comes from the fact that, and I hate to sound like a country song, but we're looking for peace in all the wrong places. And that was kind of really what uh we were trying to trying to get at. And I and and, and there's just this feel-goodism about when you say peace and we should all get along and mm-hmm. we should, you know, especially when you've got riots, you got terrorism, you got crazy, you know, all this anti-Semitism going on mm-hmm. around the country and on college campuses. It's like, can't we all get along? You know, and I could just hear that stuff um, being screamed. And I'm shocked that we haven't had more companies, uh, you know, commercials and things that that played off the whole <laughs> world peace thing, you know, like, right. we are the world, right? And stuff like that, which is why I yeah, thought it would time. be funny to show, not funny, mm-hmm. but interesting to show that old Coca-Cola commercial from the seventies, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that we are the world. I bet I would, I bet I would shock you. Which I know that's not the we are the world. You're you're talking about the Coca-Cola song, but mm-hmm. the what didn't Coke use "We Are the World"? They did at one point too. Yeah, man, they it was were very all similar to that original one yeah. that you showed. Yeah, it was something like that. But I yeah. I like listening to "We Are the World" uh-huh. and then see who can name the most. Oh, who, the most singers. Yeah, that's funny. That's like a movie trivia built in right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, song trivia. But uh, yeah, so so I showed the video, uh, the Coca Cola commercial from the '70s, right? And and it's funny. Just I mean, the '70s. That's so many people in our congregation are like, man, that's when Jesus walked, right? And right. so 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 you got like these um, this Coca Cola commercial. That's you know, it was the you know I I'd, I'd like to buy the world of Coke and keep oh, yeah. it company. You know, and it was all the the world peace kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and so I just kind of wanted to point to the fact that, you know, this is not the message of Christmas, even though that's what gets pumped, like that's mm-hmm. the culture of Christmas. It's that idea of like we should. This is a peaceful time on Earth. We mm-hmm. should. All, we're celebrating the coming of the Savior. They'll give you that, but what? But in order to do that, to celebrate that, we should all have a ceasefire. Like, we should all just stop arguing. We should all stop fighting. And how many families out there have have had that kind of tension in their Christmas mm-hmm. where it's like, can we just stop fighting? It's Christmas. Yeah. Can we just act like a family? You know, yeah. can we just get through the holidays? Yeah. And so that's that mindset that I wanted to, I hate to say it this way, but attack. I really wanted to attack that um, with the message of, of Christ and what Christmas, uh, the true intention of Christmas is. From there, I don't know how I got from there to what was next, but what I have next is I've got all the six points that you yeah. gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the six points that you have there are those surrounding circumstantial facts that kind of like I just wanted to give some things that most people have never thought about right. when it comes to Christmas, even mm-hmm. though it relates to Christmas. Um, but how I got there was I was talking about that, uh, you know, when you think about the the shepherds, when they when the angels got done singing to them, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men, what did the shepherds do immediately? Well, they didn't go buy the world of Coke and keep them company. They didn't do a TikTok and sing, you know, imagine all the people, right? What did they do? They immediately ran to Bethlehem to see the Savior, mm-hmm. to see the Prince of Peace, you know, mm-hmm. to see the one that the heavenly hosts were singing about, Right. And so, so when you when you look at that, it, it begins. It, it, it's it's one of these things that there is there there was stuff going on during that time as well that kind of makes you go hmm because 
the the shepherds just heard about peace, goodwill toward men, and believe it or not, peace was actually something that they were enjoying at that time. Right. As far as the Roman government is concerned. So you want to run the the six there, or should we, I mean, yeah. it's up to you. I, I've got I, I basically just put like a few words for each one, so I could kind of remember what it was. But I'm not have them word for word because okay. I, I yeah, couldn't I, can. I couldn't type them quick enough in my yeah, phone. Yeah, I'll read it and then you give us your thoughts, Blake. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty good. It must be the Ovaltine. Um, the, this this uh, the first one was um, basically all these have pertain to what is called the Temple of Janus. Right. Now, if you're a biblical scholar, or if you're stu- a student of the Bible, then you you know what this is. But the, your average church-going person has never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Like, this was news to a lot of folks. Sure. Did you know about the Temple of Janus? No. Okay. So this Roman temple called Janus was a statue of a two-faced Roman god that they called Janus, yeah, Janus was considered to be the god of beginnings and endings. Also, the Romans considered uh, Janus to be the god of gates, doors, and time. Mm. It's interesting. Mm. And so, uh, any thoughts there, Blake? No. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> the second one, all these pertain to the temple of Janus. Right. Uh, the doors on the temple, they called them gates. They were known as the gates of Janus. They were open during they were open during times of war and closed during times of peace. And in ancient times, they were usually open. Mm. Um, so open when they're at war, closed when they're at peace. Um, and then, and the third one was the gates of Janus had only been closed twice during the seven hundred some odd years between the dedication of the temple and the reign of Augustus, mm-hmm. which we read about in the Christmas story, right? right. So, so basically, the Roman and Jewish people, all they ever knew was war. Right. You know, leading up into the to the reign of Augustus, which brings us to the next one. How, even though for seven hundred years they had only had the gates of Janus doors closed twice, under the reign of Caesar Augustus, he had them closed three times hmm. in twenty nine B.C., twenty five B.C., and thirteen B.C. And believe it or not, at the time of the birth of Christ, guess what? They were closed. Closed. Um, So that brings us to the next one. Having the gates closed three times within one lifetime would have most assuredly been seen by the people of Rome as a time of unmatched peace, a time when one could safely state the whole world was at peace. Hmm. I mean, if the Roman Empire is at peace, the whole world is pretty much at peace, right? right? And, uh, And so... Christ came into the world in the fullness of time in Bethlehem when the world known to the Romans and the Jewish people was at peace. Right. So you kind of see almost the irony there of yep. these angels singing about peace, yet they were they they were all sitting around drinking Coke and holding a candle and singing Christmas song. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, they, they were already experiencing that. And so that that was something that I wanted to really yeah. you know, point some contrast to there. From there, we um, is when you uh, got the congregation involved again, using the decoder to go ahead, to pull out the the other verse, the secret and, verse. Yeah, and uh, they, it, I will say, it went much more better this time. Uh, <laughs> well, I made it as easy uh, uh, that a kindergartner could do it. So, <laughs> but they uh, they figured it out pretty quickly in both services, and the verse was uh, John fourteen twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that. You don't have that Mm-mm. memorized? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is where Jesus is about to, I mean, he's about to depart. You know, he's about, mm-hmm. he's headed towards the cross, the whole nine yards. Right. And he's given these kind of instructions to his disciples. And here's what he says. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yeah, and you were kind of using that to really um, unlock, un- yeah, unlock or define what peace really is, I mm-hmm. guess, in that moment. So, um, I like how you, you know you said to say that uh, to say peace to someone means to say I want you to flourish. To have to say you want someone to have peace means yeah. to say you want them to flourish. And um, when you have you know kind of the opposite of that in somebody's life would be them being confused or unstable, mm-hmm. you know, confusion, instability, um, you know, causes someone not to be able to flourish. So the opposite of peace is really 
unrest, mm-hmm. which is equal to confusion and instability. Right. Mm-hmm. And God is not a God of confusion. Mm. And he's not a God who is unstable. So, mm. uh, you know. It's, it's one of those... It's one of those things where we get so used to saying the word peace, just like, believe it or not, the Jewish people were used to saying peace. They, mm-hmm. they said shalom in Hebrew or Irene in Greek. Right. And, and, and they used it almost kind of like we do, you know, like kid, you know, kids, I don't know if they say them anymore now, but like I do that to my kids and they do it back and it's just kind of, you know, but we'll say peace out, you yeah. know, or peace, right. see whatever, throw up two fingers. And stuff was sh- uh, shalom was that same concept. It was yeah. it was peace, as in saying hello, goodbye, peace unto you. But I wanted to show them that you know when they it's more than just a greeting. It's basically saying I wish the best of good things to happen to you. Right. I want you to flourish. I don't want you to be confused about life. I, I want you to be stable. You know, and believe it or not, when you think about it. Think about what you're looking for at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You're looking for peace. Yep. You want at least you want a temporary peace mm-hmm. from the normal unrest that you feel all all year long. Right. And Wait. so it's like, can, can I just get a break? Right. Which is crazy because it feels like things ramp up at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Like That's there's more the to tension. do. There's more mm-hmm. places to go. There's yes. more things to get ready for. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more to manage. It's more mm-hmm. to to worry about. The responsibilities increase significantly, and 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 they've done studies on this. Mostly females are the ones that feel that pressure. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, they really do. Because I mean, the guys like, well, you know, you yeah. go buy the presents, like, I'll pay for them. I mean, yeah. that's kind of right. like the mindset, right? right? You you always have the that mom in the family that's saying, can we can we just not fight because yes. it's Christmas. Can yes. we all just can we just do this? Can we mm-hmm. all just eat together because it's Christmas? Can we all do you know? Yeah, well, it's, this... it's that cliche thing of like like what you're saying. We just want that peace for that short, that yeah. temporary yes. short period of time. We we do all that work hoping to have that moment of my family sitting around a table right. for Christmas. Yes, but it's that's that's it, you just said it though. Yeah, we're working for it. Right. Like we're trying to. We're basically trying to manufacture Manufacture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I called it, I didn't say manufacture. I should have said that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept calling it a false piece. Right. You know, it's yeah. a it's 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 a it's a plastic piece. Yeah. So I'm summing up a lot here when I say mm. that when you take the idea of want you know, us being after that piece and the opposite of peace being unrest, confusion, instability, all that thing, and then you marry that with the Christmas story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Peace on earth, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's um, when you marry that with the coming of Christ, mm. you know, I think you actually said something to the effect of, you know, Jesus himself said, you know, I'm the well that never runs dry. Yes. He's also the peace that never runs dry. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, I'm kind of summing up a lot there towards, right. the, towards the end, because I really wanted to get to that, that final illustration that you sort of ended with, or that you, mm-hmm. uh, the, the war, war, world war one, Illustration of them oh, yeah. fighting in the trenches. Yeah, I I, th- I think what people don't understand is that what what Christ was offering was something that was not of this world. Right. It, it cannot be manufactured here, which is why I think it's key in that verse when Jesus said, "Peace, peace that I give you, peace that I leave you, is my peace." Yeah. Like it was his personal peace, and I and I and I even said, think about Jesus's heart. Was it ever troubled? Was it ever confused? Was right. it ever unstable? Was it ever, you know, afraid? Right. And the answer is no. Well, keep in mind, Jesus said this as he was about to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. Like, how is the heart, you know, knowing that that's coming in the very, very, very near future, mm-hmm. how is your heart not troubled? How, how do you not feel confused? How do you, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you how. Because when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, he did what the first Adam couldn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, not my will, but your will be done. And what is God's will? Is to put everything back the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, that's that's God's will. And so ultimately what Jesus was saying is, I, I give you my peace. And I think it, the other key point there too was 
that Jesus didn't find this peace when he got here. He didn't come to the earth and find the, that, the peace that he gives. He didn't find it here. He brought it with him. And so, it, it, so the baby, the birth of Christ, the baby Christ lying in a manger, that's the Prince of Peace. That, mm-hmm. that it was symbolic of something that the world had never seen. You know, yeah. we can't manufacture that. Why? Because it's heaven itself coming to mm-hmm. earth, right? God sent his only son. And so the peace of Christ is not a, it's not a temporary ceasefire, you know, just for the holidays. And it's not even a ceasefire. And I kind of got into this a little bit because I wanted to share the gospel, but it's not even a ceasefire for like whenever you just feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how many people get a case of the do-betters, you know, I mean, I got to do better, or or my, my my marriage is falling apart, my kids are, you know, you know, going haywire, I feel bad about the way my life's turned out, so, okay, all right, I give up, all right, Jesus, I'm going to give you a shot. Like, that's not how this is, that's mm-hmm. not what Jesus was bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. It was not a ceasefire, it was like, game over. Yeah. Like, wars coming to an end, yeah. the, the everything. And that's when I read, like, you know, uh, Revelation 21. Right. Can I read this? We got Go for we it. got a second to read yeah. this? I, just, I think it's big to just hear it. But John said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. Mm-hmm. No more tears, no more death, no more mourning, no more pain. That's the peace mm-hmm. that's coming. Even though we don't have it in the full, even though Christ came in the fullness of time, we don't experience peace in its fullness anymore than we experience our salvation in its fullness. Yep. That time is coming. It may not be now, but it's not just a ceasefire. It is game over. Jesus takes over and everything changes. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the mindset. And so that's kind of why I told that yeah. last illustration. That's awesome. That's awesome. The greatest gift of all. But you know what we get to do? We get to give away a gift. Is that a cheesy transition or what? <laughs> hey, look, if you've hung in here this long on this podcast, you deserve a shot. You deserve yes. it. Yeah, You deserve it. So we're going to do something fun as we end today. So maybe you're just the first person who has downloaded this episode or streamed this episode or whatever, and you've made it to this point one hour and three minutes in. I mean, the listener's probably like, I don't have a life. so uh. And so here's all you have to do. But before I tell you what you have to do, mm-hmm. Tiffany, tell them what they'll win. Today, on this episode of Sunday Gravy, we have one ticket to the Magic of Lights. In Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, nice. What do you want me to mash? <laughs> I mean, so there's nothing. Be... By the way, there's nothing more relaxing than sticking all of your kids in the car <laughs> driving through Christmas lights. Yes. Yeah, it's it's in Bessemer, right? So it is in Bessemer. It is open through December thirty first at, at uh, Alabama Adventure. Yeah. Mm. Yep, and this is for one car load, no buses. So <laughs> yeah. a normal car, probably an SUV would be okay. Yeah, meaning. Uh, but they sell, they sell said, a separate ticket I think it for buses. Three benches, so you okay. could have up to probably eight people in there. Yeah, seven or eight mm. people can get in. So, um, is it a drive-through? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, you drive yeah. through and you listen to music. You tune your station in. Cool. Yeah. So tell them how to win, Blake. So yeah, you'll you'll win a carload pass. How about that? So it's a it's a yeah good good family. Good family outing, and here's how you will win it. You simply need to go to Sunday Gravy on whatever you listen to, whether it's uh, you know Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google Podcast or on a website, whatever. Scroll down and find episode 26 
episode 26. And then all you have to do is email the name of that episode. It has a very kind of humorous, distinct name. Email the name of that episode to Tiffany. Hmm. Her email address is Tiffany at highpointcommunitychurch.org. That's Tiffany with a Y. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany (laughs) at highpointcommunitychurch.org. Just email her. Then just simply just send her a quick email that says, here's the name of that episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you win, we will let you know. Yep. I will uh, send you an email back with that ticket. Yep. Yep. Nice. That's simple enough. Uh, Anything else? I think I have a name for this episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What's that? 637K Ovaltine. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds good to me. But yeah, so somebody uh, get out there, find the name of episode 26 of Sunday Gravy and email it to Tiffany and win you a pass to the the magic of lights. The magic of lights. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just before we go, tell everybody what we got going on this Sunday. Oh, man. We have baby dedication and our kids' Christmas program. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a fun Sunday, one service at 1030. That's right. And uh, maybe a special little treat afterwards if you stick around. Oh. So. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. That's good stuff. Well. We're good? We good. All right. That's it. So you know. I think we're in the Christmas spirit. Sandy Gravy.